This podcast is supported by Understood Explains. As parents, we are often having to figure out things as we go, and that is very true for our children's education. And to help you out, I want to tell you about a podcast called Understood Explains. This season is hosted by teacher and special education expert, Uliana Ortube, and she discusses all the things you'd want to know about individual education plans, or IEPs, what they are, why they're needed, who benefits from them, and what to expect when you have meetings with teachers. I could have really used this podcast when my son had an IEP for speech when he was six. I was overwhelmed trying to understand the process and what everything meant. The episode on Understood Explains, Does My Child Need an IEP?, was the kind of info that would have really helped me get the most out of the educational support of the IEP for my son. And if you need that kind of support, I really recommend this podcast. To listen to Understood Explains, search for Understood Explains in your podcast app. That's Understood Explains. Welcome to Mom and Mind, a podcast about maternal mental health from conception to pregnancy and postpartum. Real stories from moms and family members who have made it from struggling to wellness and interviews with experts and advocates who work for moms and families to get the help they need. We discuss very real struggles that can sometimes be hard to hear, but these are stories that need to be told so that moms and families can know that healing is possible. This podcast is meant to offer information and awareness and is not a replacement for treatment by a professional. Thank you for being with us today. Welcome to Mom and Mind. I'm your host, Dr. Kat. In this episode, we'll be talking with Dr. Christina Hibbert about her work in maternal mental health and lots of resources for families and healthcare practitioners. Dr. Christina Hibbert is a best-selling author of Eight Keys to Mental Health Through Exercise, Who Am I Without You?, and the independent publisher's book award-winning memoir, This Is How We Grow. Dr. Hibbert is a clinical psychologist specializing in women's mental health, grief and loss, motherhood, parenting, perinatal mental health, self-esteem, and personal growth, and is the host of the weekly radio show Motherhood on webtalkradio.net or iTunes. Dr. Hibbert is a frequent keynote speaker, 30-second mom contributor, founder of the Arizona Postpartum Wellness Coalition, and producer of the internationally sold DVD Postpartum Coupled, now available for free online. Mostly, though, Christy is a wife and full-time mother of six children ages 19 to 8. When she's not trying to keep up with her family, Christy enjoys traveling, songwriting and singing, naps, reading and learning, doing almost anything outside on a beautiful day in a hammock, and dark chocolate. Learn more about Christy by connecting with her on Instagram, Facebook, and Twitter, and visit her website and popular blog, The Psychologist, The Mom, and Me, at www.drchristinahibbert.com. There you can also download free gifts, watch her YouTube video series, and join her free online group or one of her Facebook support groups. And I will have all that information for you guys in the show notes for you to access all of her groups. Wow, Christy, you are doing so much good work. Thank you so much for being on our show today. It's a pleasure to be here. Thanks for having me. Absolutely. I'm really excited to talk with you and to share all of the stuff that you're doing. It's so much good information for everybody, really, moms and families and healthcare practitioners and all people who want to be helping moms and families. You're doing so much work in this area. Can you talk a little bit about what led you to specialize and your own experience that brought you to the work? Sure. I mean, it all goes back to like many who are listening and like yourself, I'm sure, to having my own children and becoming a mom for the first time almost 20 years ago. It's crazy. (laughs) And I suffered from postpartum depression and, you know, tried to reach out for help 
and got in the mail from my doctor a little brochure on the baby blues and sort of felt like, okay, this doesn't feel like what I have. It seems like I have depression because I, you know, I had a bachelor's degree in psychology. I thought I knew what depression was, but there just really were not any resources back then. And all I wanted was to have somebody I could talk to about it and somebody who could say, you're going to be okay. And I felt that way too. And so, you know, I went on to have my second child right before I started graduate school. And with that one, I thought I was prepared. You know, I had my plan of attack. I had learned a little bit more about perinatal mood disorders and thought I had this plan of how I could avoid this depression. And and I really felt like I was a whole lot better the second time. But my husband says, yeah, you weren't so great still. You know, maybe I was better, but I wasn't great still. So I still had some depression with that second baby. And then when he was five months old and my oldest was three, we started graduate school. My husband started dental school and I started graduate school to get my doctorate in psychology. And so I went into graduate school with that focus of I really want to work on post postpartum issues. And so I ended up, you know, studying a lot about it, joining up with Postpartum Support International. I started volunteering then with them and went to my first training that was, you know, like 17 years ago or something. And I ended up, you know, doing my dissertation in this area as well. And that's how my video Postpartum Couples was produced. We actually produced it as part of our dissertation. So I started off with my career with this focus because of my experiences. And of course, I went on to have some other postpartum experiences as well. I actually was pregnant my last year of graduate school. And that was crazy. And I graduated on a Sunday and totally pregnant. And then a week later, the next Sunday, I gave birth to our first daughter. And then that next Friday, we moved back to Arizona from California. So Mm -hmm. You know, it's kind of the same story that I hear now. I've done support groups and therapy with women and moms in this area for many years now. And it seems like everybody's always moving. And life is just chaotic and crazy right during this time when we're having babies. So anyway, I started off my career, luckily, with a very good understanding of how hard it was for me. And that helped me to have that empathy and that desire, that passion to want to help other mothers. Wow. So you've been in this for a while and you've done so many things since then. And I'd like to get to some of them, if not all of them, (laughs) in terms of what you've been able to do. It's just so much how you've branched out. So I would like to learn a little bit more about you have a radio show called Motherhood on Web Talk Radio. How long has that been around and what are the kinds of topics you touch on there? Well, I've been doing that now for a year and two months about. And actually, I just switched over. It's pretty exciting. I'm actually hosting it myself now. It was on Web Talk Radio, so all the old episodes are still there. But I've decided to branch out and host it myself so that I can put it on more platforms so it can reach more people. And also because I'm now doing motherhood TV. So I've been doing videos of the episodes and putting them on YouTube, which people can go to my YouTube channel, Dr. Christina Hibber, and find these and find little playlist for all the motherhood TV episodes. But my new thing now is to kind of branch out and add more videos and more tools for moms through that motherhood TV platform as well as through the radio platform. So people can go to my website at drchristinahibbert.com and find information or you can find it on SoundCloud or iTunes or pretty much all over the place or through my social media, which I know we'll share later. But really the point of my show, it's called motherhood. And my tagline for the show is that we are here to grow through motherhood instead of just going through it. 
because it's a whole lot better to grow through it and it's a whole lot better to do it together. And that's what we aim to do on the show. So we kind of touch on all different kinds of topics that are related to mom, but a lot of it is really on personal growth for moms, how to overcome your own struggles, obviously parenting tips and strategies, self-care is a biggie. It seems like whatever topic we're talking about, we always end up somehow talking about that issue of self-care that's so hard for moms. So it's been really great because it's a chance for me to connect with moms all over the world, really, of all ages and stages and help them in different ways. And it's great because you can have a pregnant mom and a postpartum mom and a grandma that are all listening to the same episode, but getting something different out of it because it's so focused on our own personal growth through all these changes that we go through as moms. That's fantastic. So I really want to get back to the self-care piece in a little bit. um, So you can share some of the work that you do and some of the tips that you give to our listeners here. Mm -hmm. But before we get to that point, you have uh, so many other platforms on which you help people. You have quite a few support groups on Facebook and different ways that you support people through different stages of their life, like growing through motherhood is one of your support groups, Mm -hmm. women's emotions, overcoming, becoming, and flourishing. Mm -hmm. Who am I without you? A breakup and divorce support group, Mm -hmm. exercise for mental health group. And we can talk about that specifically for moms too. And this is how we grow personal growth group, growing through PPD and anxiety group, Mm -hmm. blog to book deal, author branding and platform group. Yep. That's amazing. <laughs> I'm just trying to get all those going. I mean, it's hard to keep up with. You know, when I started writing books, I started to feel like, you know, there just aren't a lot of great resources that I trust that I could put into a book, let's say, to tell a mom who's suffering from postpartum depression, hey, go here. I mean, yeah, I can send them to Postpartum Support International. That's great. But, you know, breakup group or an exercise group related to my other books, I wanted to just create a place that I knew could be safe and could be educational and supportive and a great community. And then, of course, with my radio show, I started the Growing Through Motherhood group because I wanted to be able to connect with people outside of just having them hear me talk and hear my guests talk. I wanted that interaction. So to me, that's what's great about all those. They're all on Facebook. So all of those you can find on Facebook. But it's just a great way for me to stay connected with people, see what they need and want and kind of grow through it all together, you know. Right. That's fantastic. So there's so many different ways to connect with you and get support from you. Mm -hmm. And the other way is through your books. So you have three books and your newest book is Eight Keys to Mental Health Through Exercise. Mm -hmm. And you also have This is How We Grow and Who Am I Without You? Mm -hmm. Can you talk just a little bit about those books? Yeah. So This is How We Grow was my first and it's my memoir. And it came out of my fourth postpartum experience, really, which I didn't share earlier because it's so related to the book. And so So it was so pivotal in my life, but just in brief, when I was pregnant with our fourth baby, which took us several years to decide we actually wanted to go for a fourth after we were out of school and we finally were kind of settled a little bit and we decided to get pregnant finally. Are you overwhelmed by the things that get in the way of you doing what you want to do? Are you looking for ways to simplify life to better align with your values? Do you want to create space in your schedule so you have room for more of the good stuff? Play, joy, relationships, gratitude, and more? If you answered yes to any of these questions, I invite you to check out Edit Your Life, a podcast to help you edit the unnecessary from your life so you have more room to enjoy the awesome. Through episodes with me, Christine Co., and a range of super smart, compassionate, and thoughtful guests, you'll come away with big picture insights and practical ways to declutter your home, schedule, and mental space without getting bogged down by perfection. I have always believed that small moments and actions matter tremendously. 
My goal is to help you find agency and space in your life through doable baby steps that will leave you feeling accomplished instead of overwhelmed. Check out Edit Your Life wherever you enjoy your podcasts. I'm Margaret. And I'm Amy. And together we host the podcast, What Fresh Hell? Laughing in the Face of Motherhood. Margaret, I would say you're sort of a where are my keys kind of mom. Correct. Sometimes a where are my kids kind of mom. (laughs) Well, you're Amy more of a we were supposed to leave 35 seconds ago, mom. I mean, touche. In each episode of What Fresh Hell, we come at a topic from our usually completely opposite perspectives. I bring the research. And I bring kind of the gimlet eye. Like, is that research really going to work, people? And almost 10 million downloads later, we're still laughing. We also talk to experts in the parenting field, plus parents with stories we can all learn from. We make each other laugh, we challenge each other's assumptions, and we have what we think is the best parenting community on the internet. Check out What Fresh Hell? Laughing in the Face of Motherhood wherever you listen to podcasts. And during that time, my brother-in-law was dealing with melanoma and he died two months before our baby was born. And three weeks before our baby was born, my sister died and she died of an overdose of alcohol and Tylenol just two months after her husband had died. And her boys, my nephews who were 10 and six, we inherited them. And so we had three kids and then we inherited our two nephews and three weeks later gave birth. So we essentially went from three to six kids overnight. So talk about postpartum depression, I mean, grief, post-traumatic stress. I pretty much felt like I had a mix of everything going on. And that's what, you know, I knew I had always known I wanted to be an author. I I had a lot of different ideas of what I wanted to write about. Um, Had already started writing a story about my littlest sister who had died of cancer at age eight. So that's one reason why I specialize in loss and grief as well as postpartum. I kind of end up trying to help people in the ways that I've had to go through things, right? So whatever I've gone through, then I want to go help people. So this is how we grow tells that story, that experience of our family and, and what happened to us. And also kind of, I mean, it was crazy few years <laughs> after yeah. all these different things that happened and also just how I coped and how I got through. And it's funny because when this all happened and I suddenly found myself as a mom of six, I was like, oh my gosh, I my career is over. There's no way my oh. dreams are over. I'm never going to be able to do all those things I wanted to do. And, and yeah, by then I already had had some success in the field of postpartum depression. Obviously I had the video. I formed my Arizona Postpartum Wellness Coalition and I had been helping moms in that way. And so I felt like I was in a good place to stop and kind of be mom for a while. But obviously, you don't expect it to be like that. I didn't expect to have all these grieving children and trying to build a family in the same way. So it was really kind of this whole process during that time of rediscovering myself and reconfiguring what my life was gonna be like and knowing that I really could go for these dreams. It just had to be paced and everything that I want to do, I tell myself now it's going to take you four times longer than you think it will, you know, because that's just how it is when you've got a family and when you're busy. So it took four years to write that book and publish it. And then it was great. It was very well received. And it was really fun. When I won that book award, I got to go to New York City and accept it. And it was an Amazon bestseller on this bestseller list for over a year, which was awesome. And through that, I started a blog and I started a website because if anybody out there is thinking of ever publishing a book, you have to have this platform. You have to have a platform. And I knew that, but you know, I was just too busy. I was like, who can be on Facebook? You know, I don't have time for Facebook. And so (laughs) I was like one of the last people to get on Facebook, but 
you know, several years ago when I was trying to publish this book, I started the website and getting on social media and trying to build that platform just really for publishing reasons. But through that, interestingly, I was able to post a lot of articles on all kinds of topics like self-esteem and self-worth and like exercise and mental health and things that I'm passionate about. And through that, both times I got book deals through my blog. And that's why I do the blog to book deal group. And um, I'm starting a webinar series on that as well. Because when you work really hard, and I worked with an SEO specialist to get things, you know, ranked on Google and stuff so people could find me. And I was first approached by New Harbinger to publish a book on self-esteem after a breakup, which I never thought I'd be writing about after a breakup. I've been married almost 21 years, but it's a need, you know, it's a big need and there's no time where you need self-esteem more. So I went ahead and did that. And then the second book on exercise, I was approached by Norton and asked to write this book on exercise and mental health. So I ended up writing some books that I wasn't planning to write. I have a lot of other ideas for what I do want to write next, but it was great. And it all came through, you know, trying to help people and reaching out online, which I would encourage everybody who's wanting to help others to, you know, really try to build your online presence so that people can find you and you can help them there. And then you never know what opportunities can come. Absolutely right. And that seems to be the way of the world these days anyhow mm. it's one thing to be a resource but it's another thing for people to be able to find you yeah and you've done a really good job of helping people find the resources that you offer with a lot of help because <laughs> I don't know how to do that stuff right so I have a wonderful guy that helps me and he's been amazing so yeah get help for oh, that well, for sure <laughs> right well, right. I mean, however that needs to happen. If what you have to offer the world can't be found, then yeah. how useful can it be? So, I mean, you've done a fantastic job of really, really getting these resources out there to people. Thank you. Yeah, it's really great. So your newest book, Eight Keys to Mental Health Through Exercise, mm -hmm. is there anything in that book that is useful and specific to pregnant or postpartum moms? Yeah. In fact, if you look at the intro, it starts off talking about postpartum depression. And I share a little bit of my experience of that first time that I had it and how, you know, we ended up moving in with my mom and dad and living on the floor of their living room for three months while my husband was trying to go to school and keep a job. And I was just depressed and trying to figure out how the heck do I you know, have this baby and not feel depressed and get some sleep. And I started going for walks and it saved me. I didn't go to therapy that time. I didn't go on medication. I didn't do any of those things because again, my doctor, it kind of made me feel like there shouldn't have been anything wrong with me, you know? So, but walking was so wonderful and it led me to actually becoming, I actually ended up a year later after that postpartum experience getting certified as a fitness instructor. So I worked as a fitness instructor for 10 years while we were going through school and stuff to, and it was great, you know, because I could not only for the physical benefits, yeah, it kept me in shape, but mm -hmm. really more so it started off for the mental health benefits. So exercise yeah. is like medicine for the brain. And so when we're talking about pregnancy or postpartum depression or anxiety or even psychosis or anything like that, that when we move our body, it literally moves our brain and our mind and our emotions. And one thing that I really emphasize in the book, the book really is about, first of all, helping to make the case for exercise and really show, oh my gosh, if there is one thing we can do to help ourselves, it is exercise. And then to change the definition of exercise, because when I get up and talk about exercise, I can always see like half the room going, oh, not exercise, you know. <laughs> but what I really mean is to move your body and try to be active. Yeah. And as right. mothers, 
mothers, you know, most of your listeners are mothers. We are active. We're chasing our children and we're, you know, we're trying to keep up. But can we, you know, take them with us and go play with them on the trampoline? Can we take them on a walk with us or go on a little hike together or play a game together? And in that sense, we're not only being able to improve our mental health, but we'll be teaching them the same and improving their health and mental health as well. So redefining exercises first. And it just needs Mm -hmm. to be that we're trying to move our body in order to move our mind through that postpartum depression or whatever you're going through. And then the other part is most of the book is really focused on how, how do you make yourself exercise when you know you need to, or you even want to, but the how is the hard part. So how do we get motivated? How do we overcome the roadblocks? That's a biggie. I hear that a lot, especially with young moms, you know, that you've got so much going on. And how do you do that when you've got a baby or all these other things that you're trying to manage? And then how do we change our thinking about exercise so that we don't have these faulty beliefs about it? And really, it's interesting, because there's a case study in there about, you know, a woman who was raised by her grandma and given all these she was her grandma was very severe with her and made her eat these super healthy foods that were disgusting and made her Mm -hmm. jump on a mini trampoline all day to to stay skinny and you know and so she grew up hating exercise because to her you know her grandma would say it's healthy but she didn't feel healthy so you know we have these old beliefs too that we need to change Mm -hmm. so how do we make it work with whatever phase of life you're in and especially in that postpartum pregnancy phase and then you know and then how do we actually set up a program that's realistic that we can stick with that's not forcing Mm -hmm. us to do things that we hate there's so many options and there's so many ideas in the book for just what you can do you know all the different things that you could do and finding something that you actually enjoy so we can make exercise fun so to me that's what the takeaway messages are for especially for moms who are just starting out you know with motherhood it's such an important skill to develop yourself and the sooner you do the better you'll feel mentally emotionally physically spiritually every way i mean the research is crazy good on all the benefits If you're a parent, I invite you to join us at the Mindful Mama podcast, where it's all about becoming a less irritable, more joyful parent with sometimes hilarious and always thought-provoking experts and friends. At Mindful Mama, we know that you cannot give what you do not have. And when you have calm and peace within, then you can give it to your children. I'm Hunter Clark Fields, and I can't wait to see you there. Listen in to the Mindful Mama podcast. Hey there, I'm Debbie Reber, the founder of Tilt Parenting and the author of the book, Differently Wired. The mission of Tilt is to change the way neurodivergence, whether that's having a learning disability, having ADHD, being gifted, autistic, or some combination of all of the above, is perceived and experienced so differently wired kids and the parents like us raising them can truly thrive. On the Tilt Parenting podcast, I get to talk with authors, therapists, educators, and parenting experts who are committed to this mission. I ask the questions my listeners are most curious about when it comes to supporting our kids. And in turn, my guests share strategies for challenges, out-of-the-box ideas for navigating school, best practices for therapies, tips for advocating, and so many thoughtful insights on what it really takes to help our kids grow up feeling seen and respected so they can create awesome lives for themselves. I know that raising a differently wired kid can feel overwhelming and isolating, but I promise you, you are not alone and it can feel so much better. If you're on this parenting journey, come listen to Tilt Parenting. Together, we can shift this paradigm and show up for our exceptional kids with hope, possibility, and joy. 
And I have to say one thing real quick that I forgot to mention is that the research also shows that exercise works like the neurotransmitters of our brain. It works like medicine. So it literally changes those neurotransmitters that make us feel healthy and normal like serotonin. And when we exercise and move our body, it increases that serotonin in the brain, that dopamine, and that makes us feel healthy. And that's what an antidepressant does. You know, that's what medications do. So really, it is the best thing we can do. We just have to figure out how to overcome all the challenges that keep us from it. And that's what the book's all about. Absolutely. And that's a really great point. As you were talking, I was thinking, oh, and I'm not going to be able to remember this specifically, but there is some statistic out there, something that, you know, four to five days a week of 30 minutes or Mm -hmm. so of exercise is similar to taking a low dose of antidepressant. Yeah. Just as you were saying, it's so helpful for the brain. And I think, you know, specifically for moms who are choosing not to take medication or don't feel comfortable taking medication, this is Mm -hmm. an option to try and to see if it's helpful. But certainly also for moms who do need medication, this is a part of recovery. Yeah, it goes both ways. And one of the cases I make at the beginning is the exercise, it overcomes a lot of those blocks to, you know, to mental health care, like medication, you know, it's cheap, it's free. (laughs) And it's totally healthy. There are no negative side effects. I mean, you might get tired, but you know, that's probably good if you need sleep. And it's low cost, the side effects, there are no side effect, no negative side effects, really. And it also is, you know, it's convenient. It's right there. You can do it anytime on your own schedule. There's no negative stigma with it like there might be for taking a medication or going to therapy. Again, I highly recommend therapy and I highly recommend medication when you need it, but exercise is a great place to start if you're having that mild depression or to add into any other form of treatment, Mm -hmm. like you said. Yeah, absolutely. And speaking a little bit more on like treatment options and options for moms, you give so much good advice and resources on tools for wellness. Can you talk to our moms that are listening and the providers who are listening about some tools that they can use to keep themselves well or to heal from a perinatal mood or anxiety disorder? Yeah, well, of course, we just mentioned the biggies, you know, the kind of the professional help of, you know, therapy and medication when you need it or the combination of the two. But really, again, this goes back to that self-care is where we can always start or add into, right? So for me, I think, you know, the top three things that I recommend are, you're going to say, I already know this, everybody already knows this, but are we doing it? (laughs) Sleep, exercise, and nutrition, you know, those are the top three. That's how we get our energy. And one thing that I love that I learned years ago is that when we're in a bad mood, it's really because we don't have enough energy to meet the challenges that we're facing. So if you think about it, it's really true that, you know, we feel tired and we have to do X, Y, or Z and we don't want to do it because we're tired. So we need to focus on how do we get that energy. And so we don't want to pressure new moms at all to have to feel like you have to beat yourself up if you're not eating right or you're not exercising or whatever. We know it's not easy. But again, it's just that simple moving your body. Simply when your doctor says it's okay to go for that little walk with your baby around the block or just walk around the house and rock them while you're holding them. You know, just move your body. And to try to put foods into your body that are going to help you feel strong and healthy. To give yourself those foods that give you energy, like the vibrant colors of the rainbow and fruits and vegetables and protein that's good for you and also those omega-3 fatty acids that most of us don't get enough of. And and that's why I also highly recommend those supplements for omega-3s and calcium and magnesium and B vitamins especially. And then, of course, sleep is a huge issue. I mean, we could talk a whole yeah. 
hours about that. But just in general, I think the most important thing for new moms is to recognize how important and crucial it is. Mm -hmm. And I feel like I've done so many sessions of therapy where all I'm doing is just trying to convince the mom or the dad or both of them, the couple that, you know, you don't understand how much that impacts your mental health, right? If you're exhausted. I know you can't sleep, but let's work on how to get the baby to sleep and how to get you to sleep and how to get you a break. So that's all the top three. And then, of course, things like, you know, just giving yourself that time out, that break, which moms, we feel like we're, you know, bad mom, quote unquote, if we do that. But if you don't Mm -hmm. recharge, you have no battery to then plug into your children, right? So taking that time for yourself. I love time alone. I need that. You know, take a bath for 10 minutes. Writing about your experiences is very healing. Talking about it with friends. Crying when you need to. Letting yourself feel what you need to feel. And I have resources for all these things on my website and videos as well to help you, you know, learn how to change your thoughts and learn how to feel. Quote, for me, feel is capital F-E-E-L. So it's freely experience emotions with love. And really, that's what it's all about, that whatever comes, you love yourself through it and you practice that. And then when you make Mm -hmm. a mistake, you forgive yourself and you have compassion and then you practice again loving yourself through. Right. And that can be very hard to do for some moms, especially if they have a lifetime of not doing that. Right. And that's one reason I got into the whole self-esteem, self-worth business is because, Mm -hmm. because it is. It's such a huge issue. And especially when working with moms and parents we are so hard on ourselves. So you're right. It's very easy for us to turn it on ourselves and think I'm a terrible person. I'm a terrible mother. And a lot of that's what I write about my own experience. And this is how we grow. It's just, I would turn it on myself. So I know from personal experience as well. And I do have a whole model on how to build self-worth as well. And it's also outlined in my latest book on exercise and mental health and also in my book, Who Am I Without You? But, you know, there are ways that you can build that self-worth and get out of what I say, the self-esteem of trying to think better about yourself and trying to feel better and trying to all these things. Instead, it's about self-worth, about knowing who you really are and seeing and feeling your true worth and value, especially as a mother, but also as just an individual, as just who you are. Right. This is all powerful stuff. Stuff. This is medicine right there. Yeah. Finding ways to think differently about yourself in a more positive and compassionate way. Mm-hmm. Most of the time, most of the moms that I see and I think that you see too are struggling with that. Yeah, absolutely. Finding ways to find themselves and be a mom. Yeah. This is really great. And I'm so glad that you offer this many resources and this much information for moms and families and really anybody. So I want to be sure to direct people to your website where they can find all of this, www.drchristinahibbert.com. And I'll also have this in my notes so people can refer to it in print and there you'll find a link to the motherhood itunes soundcloud my website you can find it yeah okay perfect and more information about her books this is how we grow who am i without you and eight keys to mental health through exercise and then also on the website you can find links to connect with her on social media through facebook twitter pinterest instagram google plus and youtube You have Mm -hmm. lots of videos up there for people to learn and get information. So many resources. Thank you so much for being with us today and sharing all of this. I'm so hopeful that people can find you and find your messages and find your information and feel supported. Well, thank you so much for having me. And I'm excited about the work you're doing and the show that you're started here. And I hope that everybody listening will do exactly what you said and listen to these episodes and then go and apply what we talk about and connect with (laughs) us so that we can help each other, right? That's right. Thank you. My pleasure. 
By joining us today and listening, you're a part of the growing community of people who are aware and concerned for mothers and families during this beautiful and sometimes very difficult time of life. Please take a moment to subscribe, rate, and review this free podcast so that Mom and Mind can be found by moms, families, and providers who will benefit from hearing our talks. If you or someone you know is having a hard time, help is available. Please look for resources for help at momandmind.com where you will also find links and information from today's episode. Thank you for listening and being a part of the Mom and Mind community. No one told us the truth about parenthood. Why? This is the podcast everyone needed before they had kids because now that those little ones are here, there is a lot to unpack. I'm Rachel Shepardota, and I am your host for the podcast, No One Told Us, where we tell the truth about parenting and let you in on all the stuff you really should have known about before having kids. I am the founder of Hey Sleepy Baby, but this podcast is so much more than sleep. We'll be diving into all the topics that you really care about and need to know while you do your best job raising those adorable, tidy humans. Our goal is to just make you feel less alone and less overwhelmed. There are so many things that no one tells us before becoming a parent, and I think that we should really pull back the curtain on becoming a first-time or second-time mom or dad to share the good, the bad, and the ugly. We'll have a little education, a little fun, and a whole lot of heart that goes into each and every episode. So join me and our amazing guests each week to hear us talk about what no one told us 